0: Everyone, welcome to the Rocky Top Times where we talk about all things Tennessee balls, good or bad. My name is Sean, my name is Chase. Chase, you were at the game. Uh, Let let me just set the record straight. I am so sick of the media bashing Tennessee, I'm so sick of it. I don't even want to talk about it in this episode (laughs) as far as like the trash and stuff. Like, yes, it was a bad look. Yes, it was the minority of the fans. Yes, it all could have been avoided, even if we had just decent officiating—not even good, just decent officiating. So, I—I I just want to move on as far as like the trash part goes. But uh, man, I—I'm I'm just so sick of it. Are you getting a migraine just hearing about all this stuff? I mean, it's like a week later and they're still talking about it.
1: Yeah, no matter no matter what kind of you know sports center, no matter if it's that or radio shows. I was driving home from work today. It's Thursday and. They're still talking about it on the radio, people calling in and saying well, what a big disgrace it was, like, come on, let's just uh, move it on, and it, it's they're acting like it's, you know, Tennessee's the only program that's ever done this before when, I mean, there's videos going around, you know, a few years ago, the Ole Miss uh, basketball team throwing trash whenever that what they played against us at Ole Miss on the basketball court, so... People acting like it's it's just us and we're the only ones that have ever done it. We should receive like the death penalty for it. But I think it's just time to move on. And exactly. of course, it's a bad look for us. We got fined two hundred fifty grand, so you know we took the penalty. They're arresting the people that are doing it. They're looking at the cameras, trying to find them. So it's just time to kind of move on.
0: It's just ridiculous, man. Like I'm just I'm just so freaking over it. And I'll I'll just mention this. Um, all of Like I said, I truly believe – I'm really sick that the media is saying it was because of that fourth down call. It was so many things that led up to that. You could feel the tension the entire night. It wasn't just one call. You know, It was a bunch yep. of calls. It took away a touchdown. Like I said, I'm getting pissed off just talking about it again. <laughs> but I just want to move on. It was a bad look. It was only a minority of the fans just – move on good lord media if Mm -hmm. you're listening just move on good god man uh one thing i do want to talk about and you were at the game the whole day just watching all the tailgates i know barstool sports was in town Mm -hmm. uh it was just so awesome so it kind of, for a second there, it kind of felt like we were back as far as like the crowd getting into it. Oh, it felt it. like we were back. Exactly. Like pre game, we were back as far as tailgating goes. I, <laughs> I saw all kinds of videos. You know, it looked like Fall Nation was deep all over downtown mm-hmm. Knoxville, anywhere you look. The tailgating was off the chain. I, I was, you know, I'm a little bit older now, so I don't tailgate and stuff like I used to. But man, even now, I wanted to try and find an excuse to get out there in Knoxville. <laughs> so, uh, just talk about. We'll get to the game and stuff in a minute, obviously. But just talk about the that feeling again of almost. You know, it feels. It felt like the olden days as far as pre gaming and stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean the tailgating scene there. I mean, you know, everywhere you look, there was you know orange and white everywhere with the everybody trying to get their checkerboard colors correct. And yeah, um, we got there. I don't know. We got there about noon um, tailgated there beside the stadium. And then we, uh, went to the ball walk and the ball walk was, I mean, I could barely see anybody and, you know, it's, it was like 15, 20 people deep on, on both sides. Mm -hmm. A lot of the recruits got to, I saw a lot of the recruits got to walk, uh, first through the, um, through the ball walk. And then the, of course the players, coaches and everybody else came through after that. Um, but yeah, it definitely felt like the, you know, I'm not, I don't really remember the the golden days from Tennessee as I was super young. <laughs> I was only like what three three and a half whenever we won the championship. So yeah, um, yeah, it's it definitely felt like you know nothing that I've I've been a part of, nothing that I've really seen since probably the Oklahoma game. Um, yeah, the tailgating, I mean, just just the support, and then everybody was you know packed in the stadium before the T would open and. Um, you know, usually there's still people trickling in after that, but it seemed like everybody was trying to get in place so they could see what was going on. And then just the overall atmosphere inside of Neyland was just insane with, you know, the light show and pregame. And then, you know, there was just so many different things that they kind of brought back um, that just made the whole experience uh, incredible.
0: My favorite part of the game was actually
1: before the game even started. I guess I should say
0: my favorite part of the night. And... Everybody was talking about it. Even the media was giving Tennessee praise, (laughs) saying, you know, before you know what happened. But, you know, everyone was talking about this is what college football should be every night. And it was an extremely hostile environment. It was so cool to see the light show and the checker kneeling at night. I think that's the first time, you know, we did it that late. And, Mm -hmm. oh, man, just, just the videos. And we were talking about it and you were there you got to see it all i'm so jealous you got to see it in person <laughs> but you know we didn't think that they could make running through the t any cooler and yeah. they totally did you know it was kind of yeah. it was just perfect everything about it then the icky johnson video before and i think correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure they set their record for like the loudest kneeling has been you know like, yeah. like 118 or 19 you know decibels or something so
1: yeah. um Man, how was it really that loud? Yeah, I mean, there was there was at certain point, I mean, I, I mean, I, I honestly I don't remember sitting down the entire game. Everybody was standing <laughs> the whole entire time and um yeah, I mean, it was just you know, it was I felt like every down was third down, every down was fourth down. It was just it was pretty much loud the entire game and then um It was, of course, at third downs at fourth downs, they got real loud. But at one point, they played that third down for what? Like when Butch was here and everybody went crazy for that. So I think that that's probably the time that we set the record for the 120 decibels, whatever it was.
0: Uh, that's probably the best thing he's done, man. The, the third down oh, for yeah.
1: what?
0: That that that's such a cool twist to it. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I hated everything Butch did. I hated every cheesy <laughs> phrase he said. You know, the champions of life, the five star heart. Star hearts. Like my god, man. And yeah, the third down for what though is pretty dang legit. Still to this day, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. any any beat with Little John, <laughs> yeah. you know, if he created a beat, you know, people are still rocking stuff when I was in high school to his so. Yeah, he's uh, he knows what he's doing as far as making beats, <laughs> but man, it was uh, it was really cool to hear, and it it sounded very loud on the TV, and yeah, I was unfortunate enough to not be there, but man, it was really really cool to see it on TV, and and that's that to me that's the beauty of college football, and the, especially the beauty of Tennessee. I feel like every night game has that potential, and mm-hmm. I know my, I know Ole Miss won. I know corral had a heck of a game especially with his legs but he was rattled that whole team was rattled you know especially in that first quarter so what uh uh, i guess we can just dive in our overall thoughts about the game um again the game not you know all that madness that happened (laughs) but uh i thought the first quarter i was actually a little disappointed in our offense um i know we're out with Evans, I know Mays went out, and we were, we were without a lot of players, let's just mm-hmm. be frank. But I thought our offense was struggling to, you know, get the chains moving. We were struggling to get points on the board. Was that missed field goal? Was that in the first half? I think it was. I think it was right before halftime. Right before halftime, yeah. So, and obviously, if you all know down the road, spoiler alert, we were in field goal range, and we could have won it been. But, yeah, it was uh, – our offense was struggling to get the, get it moving, and then our adjustments at halftime I thought were really good. Uh, the only th- the complaint I have on defense really is uh, they they had a blown coverage on I think Corral's first passing touchdown, and then uh, honestly, man, like it could be third down and fifty or a third down and two. Like Corral always bailed them out with his legs every yeah. time, and. I just don't understand how we could not make an adjustment to stop him. Like a single. I could probably count on one hand how many times we stopped him on third down when he was doing a quarterback draw, just every single time. And I know people are upset about, you know, missed holding calls. And I think there were, especially their center. Um, yeah. But man, like, I just felt like our linebacker's a little bit lost on the quarterback draw. But at the same time, the Corral's got a heck of an arm, too. So you kind of got to do both. But. Uh, what did you? <laughs> didn't seem like I know on TV it's different as far as being there, but mm-hmm. was did you kind of get the same feeling being there at Nealon? Like, are they ever going to stop this quarterback draw?
1: No, because I felt like every third down we were just watching him run for twenty yards every
0: you know, just time.
1: To see, you know, I was I was actually really shocked whenever I was looking after the game how many yards he actually had, how many carries he actually had. Thirty carries for one hundred ninety-five yards. Uh, um you know, it was just kind of, it took a lot of the momentum out of the game and um, getting stopped. I mean, we, we, I felt like we held them to to quite a few, at least third and mediums to third and longs and then, you know, we just let them get out of reach, which obviously means our defensive backs were, they played a pretty good game, so um, you know, being able to stay in coverage for that long and then you know, either having our linebackers either end up getting blocked because of you know, we, I'm sure we eventually, if not in the beginning of the game, we had some kind of linebacker spy uh, that would try to keep him in the pocket and not let him run, but obviously that didn't work. Um, so once it, they took that out, I mean, obviously Kiffin's a, a great play caller. Um, he sees it's working. He's just going to keep going to it until it, until it doesn't work, and uh, it worked all night. So, um that was, that was kind of the biggest bummer is not being able to get off the field at, on third down and then obviously the couple fourth downs. Um, that just kind of kept their drives running whenever, you know, if we could have got off the field there, I feel like we could have scored a couple more times.
0: Yeah, and one thing I I want to point out, yeah, our defensive backs, they did a heck of a job, and we, got, yeah. we finally got a turnover against Matt Corral. I think it was his first <laughs> of the season he turned it over. Yeah. Speaking of, I saw a stupid stat that said – Crow's never so, thrown so, yeah. an interception this season with a clean pocket. I'm like, <laughs> you could say that with most quarterbacks, buddy. Yeah. Come on, like, are you really not going to give Tennessee any credit at all? Get the hell out of here. But anyway, side note. But uh, yeah, our defensive backs played a heck of a game. Um, this offense absolutely needs Tyon Evans, and that's evident. Yeah. And I actually think Jabari Small plays probably twice as twice as bit twice as good with a healthy Evans in there with him. And you saw that a lot Saturday night, and there were I think I remember one run in particular. Small had a really good run, and you could have just subbed Evans in right after that and just gashed that defense. So yeah, uh, it's it's frustrating, but shoulda woulda coulda. That's Tennessee football in a nutshell for you. But I thought Small played good. He played hard. I thought our offense, you know, especially in the second half, they they took care of the ball. I don't think they turned it over. So they no. uh, they they, they did a very hard. good job. Yeah. The only
1: turnover we had, of course, was the Velas Jones punt muff at the oh, very beginning gosh. of the game, which was just—I mean, that just kind of—I uh, mean, it took all the the air out of the stadium there for a minute. And just allowed them to score quick, and then kind of yep. set their momentum, let their nerves kind of settle a little bit, and then they were able to get comfortable through the first quarter and then second quarter, taking the lead into halftime, and then we, you know, we stepped it up more in the second half, but yep, still what enough. I know. I think that was the first
0: fumble, like on special teams for Velas in his entire career, and of course it had to happen (laughs) that night, you know, where we lost by six. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so let's fast forward to the end. Um, I try not to hold a grudge. I really do. But (laughs) man, when Milton ran out of bounds, I wanted to snap my remote in half. Um, Yeah. You uh, it, literally the last play of the game. You're pretty much not even giving
1: us a chance by running out.
0: Like zero chance to win. At least just throw it. Uh, well, you least, know.
1: I mean, even if you're going to run, you have to at least cut it up somewhere to where you can either, if you can, you know, run some people out, or maybe you know, pitch the ball, whatever. But yeah, I mean, if you just run straight out of bounds, I mean, obviously there's, I mean, there's nothing that anybody can do to help you.
0: He wasn't, you know, when he ran out of where he ran out out of bounds, wasn't too far from the end zone, and he's a big dude, you know. He could have tried to fight and toss it backwards. Anything would have been better. Other than, I mean, I guess you could argue a sack, but you know, I I think he panicked a little too soon because if you go back and watch it, he held the ball for like, like I'm talking like on the number second number two, he started running, and if he would have ran right. It actually would have been better, but he panicked and ran left, and it was just downhill from there. But once he, once I saw he passed the line of scrimmage, I, I knew it was over. Yeah. I was like, "There's, there's no way he's gonna run." And then I saw him run out of bounds, and I'm like, "Man, like you got at least <laughs> just throw it." So I know everybody in that stadium was disappointed. It is what it is, um, and yeah. you could also argue if Tillman was like another inch taller, we would have caught the, uh, the yeah. he would he would have caught the game winning touchdown because that's. You know, that's another frustrating thing. Melton threw a perfect ball. is just a little bit high, but it was a good ball considering the circumstances. You know, that late in the game with all the people in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I had a little bit of hope, and then he ran out, and I was just like, what are we doing? So.
1: Yeah, I mean, that pass, the one to Tillman was, I mean, he put it in the only place really he could have. I mean, it was just a little high, which was, you know, essentially right over the tips of the defender's fingers. Yep. Um where really the only player, person that could have made the play was Tillman, and it was just—I don't know if he didn't just if he could have jumped a little more. I, I have no idea, but um, yeah, I mean it's a good pass. Uh, unfortunate that he uh, uh, kind of made a boneheaded mistake there at the end. Of course, everybody wants to see him throw it just to give somebody a chance, but yeah, hey. yeah, it is what it
0: is, man. End of the story. We lost so. Out I think the you. more
1: unfortunate thing was the
0: injury to Hooker. That was scary. Uh, it looked yeah. bad on replay, on TV. I, I'm not going to lie. I thought he tore something. I'm talking yeah. like a muscle. And uh, when Hypel said it was like a day-to-day, I was like, oh, thank God. Like I thought he was well, gone. Everybody thought it was ACL. It looked like it, man. Like yeah. His his knee kind of had an awkward you – know, it just he went down awkward. And yeah. shout out to Hooker, man. He had a hell of a game. And it's kind of frustrating that the media is not talking about – how well Hendon Hooker did against yeah. you know the circumstances and everything, and he was hurt most of that fourth quarter. Um, whenever he was running, especially on those last couple of drives, you could tell something wasn't right. He wasn't going mm-hmm. as fast. He wasn't cutting as sharp. So, but man, uh, I love Hendon Hooker. I-, I love everything about yeah. him, and I-, I hope he comes back <laughs> next year. Yes, he is eligible. West Rucker confirmed mm. it, but yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, I would love for him to come back, but he—he he is such a baller, man. It's, it's really a sure. shame that the media is not talking more about that, and you know what what they're focusing on more. But he—I thought he had a heck of a game, and Corral had a heck of a game too. Nothing that—I'm to, not trying to come up with excuses as to man, we could have won, we could have won. You know, Ole Miss did a really good job. They, their yeah. quarterback is good. He bailed them out so many times with his legs, and he threw a couple good passes too. So you obviously. You know, great players step up in hostile environments, and he did that. So, not taking anything away from him. But I think, I think the thing, in my opinion, I'm most frustrated about is uh, that strip that um, Tyler Barron yeah. had the strip yeah. and then the touchdown. And I honestly think Corral thought he heard a whistle, but I think Nealon was so loud that it, there was no whistle. And the refs can say forward progress all they want. I'm sorry. That's a bunch of bullshit. Like th- there was no forward progress to go- to have forward progress. You have to at least take a step forward. If you go back and watch the replay, he, he wasn't moving. And, uh, I-, I think unfortunately the crowd at kneeling backfired, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, you even saw the refs run with Tyler Baron yep. all the way down there. The announcers were saying, what a play, you know, all this stuff. And, uh, and then they just made up some BS excuse about Ford Progress. So that that's the thing I'm most frustrated with, honestly. I and mean, I think that's what kind of started all of it. That and then their impression of doing a feigning goat, you know, for the entire fourth quarter. That was that was awful. Just seeing an Ole Miss player lay down drive after drive. I know <laughs> there were a couple of Tennessee players doing it, but you know they have video evidence of Lane, you know, <laughs> telling them to go down if they're hurt to get a yeah. free timeout and stuff. So. All that combined, you get what you got on Saturday night. But what an awesome environment. Checkered kneeling at night, the light show. I mean, if I was a recruit, there'd be no doubt. I would have signed that night, (laughs) you know. Um, And even Heupel said, as a player and as a coach, nothing was better than that. So uh, that's really cool to see. So did we – I know we had Walter Nolan, who's the – one of the best players in the nation, number one in Tennessee. So, depending on your website, I think he's like number one on, in the nation. You know, depending yeah. on your site. So, uh, I think his dad and both him said they had a great time, which is cool. Do you know any other big name
1: recruits that were there? Um, I can't remember the names. There's, there's a not as many that are for this year, but there's there was a couple for next year. Um, that were pretty big time guys. I think a couple five stars, uh, including. Walter, and then a whole bunch of four-stars. Hopefully it gains some momentum on him. I think it kind of, if they weren't seriously considering us, you know, prior to to that game, I think that they're at least taking a better look at us and we'll come visit more. Um, Yeah, I think that, you know, it kind of lived up to the hype. I think a lot of people were hyped up about this game, and uh, I think it definitely delivered.
0: Imagine... Kneeling at night when we start winning. I mean, imagine. Yeah. So, yeah. And and that's what I hope. I, you know, I kind of see a lot of recruits jumping ship from, you know, big programs to try and make their own legacy. And I know Butch and probably Pruitt, too. They both <laughs> and Dooley, they probably all tried to sell that pitch to recruits, but it's true. Yeah. I, I think Hypo needs to stick to that and build a new brand of Tennessee that's, you know, very dangerous on offense. And, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Our our defense, other than Corral Bellingham out on third down, they played well. I mean, they held mm-hmm. the number two offense and the Heisman contender, you know, to just a touchdown in the second half. So that's yeah. uh if you if someone would have told me that before the game, I would take those odds all day. I'd be like, oh yeah. hell yeah, I'll, I'll take you know, one touchdown for, for against Ole Miss. Yes. So <laughs> I was a I was pretty impressed with that. But
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. One more thing I want to get off my chest. the That last play, or well, the last drive when they did, second to last drive, sorry, that fourth and 24, I think, or fourth and 27, uh-huh. um, my heart says, yes, he was there. But uh, if he had the ball in his right hand, just like everybody said, it would have been a first down. I think he was short, but that Spot that the official had was still wrong. Uh, it, they had him like a yard short. It was probably like inches short. I still think he was short, but uh, man, that <laughs> that uh, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <sighs> I just had to get off my chest. I do think he was short. For those of you that were wondering, but yeah. it was really cool to see whenever all the fans left to see the other ones come down to the lower section and still cheer on the team. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think you're going to find a fan base like that who's for a program that's gone through so much, so, but um, man, let's let's talk about the now. Let's talk about the future. Uh, we got Alabama on the road. We're going to Tuscaloosa, so. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, man. Um, I can't remember. I was probably in diapers the last time I thought we had a chance against Alabama. <laughs> pre-game, anyway. Um, I don't see that happening now. Um, for obvious reasons. I mean, Alabama's just loaded. Let's let's just call a spade a spade. <laughs> they have five-star recruits sitting on the bench waiting for their turn. Uh, they got Nick Saban, who's probably the greatest football coach of all time. Uh, I know they lost to A&M, but I think if Saban loses, um, their team gets better because he's pissed off that they lost. Yeah. Um, he's even pissed off when they win by fifty. Sometimes, you know, yeah. he's, I see him chewing his own players out when they're not jogging off the field the right way, or when they're not holding their water cup the right way. He's like tossing his <laughs> headset. So, uh, yeah, this will be a short prediction anyway. But, um, what do we do, do? Does Alabama? I will say this: they don't see him as immortal as the typical mm-hmm. Bama, you know, as of late and yeah. recent memory, but. What do you think about Bama this year, man? you think there's any chance we can shock the world?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a – I mean, with this offense, I mean, we can put up points against just about anybody. But, um, uh, especially, I mean, if, if Hooker's out this week, then I would give us a point zero 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 one percent chance. If Hooker's in, I would give it like a 2% chance. Um, but, yeah, yeah it's – you know, Bryce Young's having a great year. They're uh sophomore quarterback, they have a good running back, Ryan Robinson Jr., that that Williams guy at receiver is pretty pretty dang good. I mean, I will say that their offensive line has been kind of shaky. Um, so you know, if our if our defensive line, which is essentially what Texas A and M did to be able to beat uh, Bama, they were able to get in the backfield, they were able to, you know, stop the run a little bit. And uh you know you never know if I mean if you can score 30 points, I mean, you get you give yourself a chance just about any week. Yeah, and that's the beauty of having a much better offense versus a
0: much better defense. That's why we have Hypo and not Pruitt right now. So,
1: And we can uh, just throw slants because Henry T is back there.
0: Golly, I so. know. We got the blueprint. Throw slants all day. I bet Saban had him defending the slant all freaking <laughs> week, probably until 4 in the morning. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's going to be weird seeing him try and – try and tackle us doing a slant just blowing a coverage so yeah um yeah i i will say i think their most impressive player other than their quarterback of course you're gonna say quarterback but that receiver uh williams he yeah. is a freak of nature he scares me a lot and uh if you're if you're that physical and fast and you can change direction you know really quick that's that that's dangerous man That that's what makes you elite <laughs> in college football and he's got all that so hopefully elante taylor uh has had a heck of a pra- heck of a week preparation i know in the last episode i said our defensive backs had to have a heck of a week of preparation and not that they did all right you know against all yeah. miss you know considering but yeah this is a whole different animal and i don't know why but i kind of get the feeling that is it bryant denny stadium yeah um I don't think it's very, like a very hostile environment, like a Death Valley or like what we saw at Nealon at night. That's kind of weird because Alabama never has to be. Yeah, that's true. I guess they don't have to be loud for them to actually win. The games are never close. (laughs) But man, I just, uh, I just, I hope, hope we are healthy. Honestly, like I'm not even hoping for a win at this point. Uh, I just hope they're healthy because we got some crucial games yes and we're already banged up we're already thin you know before the season even started at every position group so i want to i want to stay healthy and i want to try and take care of these other teams that are much more realistic let's just call it like it is so um and that's a that's probably a decision the coaching staff has to have under wraps you know like do we start hooker and you know up our chances from what two percent to three percent against bama (laughs) or or do we keep hooker you know healthy and wait for him you know whenever we play at kentucky or you know somebody else down the road so i don't do you think they're gonna try and have that conversation or do you think they're just gonna throw milton out there and or throw bailey out to the (laughs) hounds?
1: i don't think it's gonna be bailey if if anybody it's gonna be milton and um you know i i it's so hard to determine just because you don't know kind of what's going on with Endon hooker yeah Uh, you don't know how serious the injury you know, could potentially be if he got tackled, you know, I mean, football is such a violent game anyway. It's, you know, I think if there's, if there's any questions about his safety or if he could really hurt it really bad, if he were to go in, then I think that you sit him out just because you would give him this whole week and then you give him all of next week. And then you would have the, the following week um, since we have a bye week next week. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, if, I think that if there is any doubt, I think you just go ahead and throw in uh, Milton. Um, but I think if, you know, I, I was telling you this earlier, I, I, I feel like, you know, if if he has a good shot at playing, if he can play, I feel like you got to get him some reps, try to get him in there. You know, if the game kind of gets out of hand a little bit, maybe put Milton in. But I think Hooker just needs to continue getting reps with the, you know, with the bigger game against uh, Kentucky coming up here in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And I honestly I don't even know if if Evans is not 100%, I don't think I would play him, you know. Yeah. Uh especially I I mean, I like I said earlier, running backs especially in college football that complement each other and we need both of those backs to win those toss-up games, if you want to call them. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh you just don't want to hurt anybody. We're at a crucial stretch, and we still have Georgia down the road. Man, we got to get it. We got to make it out of that game. And <laughs> they I just have more know of a
1: shot against Bama than Georgia. I think.
0: I agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, Georgia's defense really scares me. I, I just don't want them to hurt anybody on our team. <laughs> they they are they are yeah. freaks, man. They are just so good. So, oh, can't wait for that prediction. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think our offense can put up points i think they will put up points uh i just think you know and maybe jimbo fisher found that secret ingredient you know working on that defensive line throw some blitz packages in there and uh, get something going but unfortunately bryce young i don't think he likes to run at all i like i know he's more of a
1: pocket passer for sure
0: yeah he's good on his feet and he looks like he's fast but that's like his absolute last resort so that's a positive for us because obviously Matt Corral had like 200 rushing yards on us, so yep. that's I'll take that all day. But yep. any any key matchups you want to look for in this game, or anything you're excited about as far as you know position group or player player versus player. <laughs>
1: um, you know I think it like you're just saying I think it has to be the defensive line versus the offensive line for Bama. Yep. Um, you know if we can get pressure, I mean that's kind of the key. You can try to force some turnovers from there and. Uh, stall out some drives and hopefully get our offense on the field more times and give us a better chance to score.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, that's a key matchup and then I wanna see I wanna see our run defense continue to improve and stay consistent. Uh, Ole all misses running backs didn't really do very much. It was really just, you know, Matt Corral. Yep. And uh, that's kind of been the theme all season. Like our run defense has always been pretty legit, which I'm I hate when a running back just runs all over you, so I am really yeah. glad to see that, and I hope that continues, and they're able to stop that Robinson kid because um, he's getting better each game he plays too. So yeah, yeah. he's good. Yeah, he is. Of course, he is. He goes to Bama. He's probably yeah. He's probably particular. Probably a first round star. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, did you want to go ahead and do the predictions on this one? <laughs> a
1: lot to a little.
0: <laughs> well, the spread right
1: now is twenty five um I wouldn't be surprised if we cover if hooker starts if hooker starts if if Milton starts I think it's gonna be oh, know, God. Per, I think I don't think we'll score more than you know 14 maybe 17 points yeah um even if hooker starts I feel like we don't score more than like 24 but yep so so that. for that I'll go I'll go in the middle just because I don't know who's going to start so I'm gonna go Tennessee we'll get 17. And Bama, you know, I'm going to go like 38,
0: 38-17. I was going to say 41-21, to Bama. I'll stick yep. to it. So I, th- I think we'll catch a couple breaks, maybe a late touchdown if uh, they put like their sixth string in. So mm-hmm. Their six string, the- six stars. Yeah, God. <laughs> I'm so ready for Saban to retire.
1: Uh, me too. Uh, maybe they'll get Pruitt in.
0: Who do you think uh, is gonna take over Sabin's job when he retires? Pruitt, of course. After he gets no this way. lawsuit. No
1: way, golly. Pruitt's no, not winning I, nothing. No, I don't think so either. Uh, who I think will take over? Jeez, I mean, you never know. With I don't know how long, you know, Saban plans to keep going. If I, it's got to be the, I mean, they'll go after the best, whoever the best is at the time. Um. That's probably who they'll go after. Yeah, you know, they always say that Dabo would go back, but I don't know if he would.
0: I don't know, man. Things aren't looking too good at Clemson. I don't know if yeah. Alabama fans would want him if this trend keeps up. It's <laughs> almost like Trevor Lawrence gonna kind of bailed him out for a few years. Yeah. So, almost like Josh Dobbs and Butch Jones. <laughs> sure. Could you imagine being that guy next in line after Saban retires? No. I said the same thing when Brett Favre retired. I was like, "Man, I would hate to follow up him." And now Aaron Rodgers is like killing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but who knows, man? Maybe they'll give Butch Jones a call, and Derek Dooley will be his offensive coordinator. I yeah, can totally and see Crow that. Crow will
1: be the defensive coordinator. <laughs> they'll just have a big tennis reunion. Yeah. Could you imagine them coming back to Knoxville to play? <laughs> that place would burn down, dude. Like the
0: drunk, the drunk student section would have like Molotovs yeah, but, and everything it else. Would be it it would be awful. And then Kiffin would just fly over an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that would
1: be so crazy.
0: That was the saddest f- few minutes of compilation there, just because of <laughs> all of them were just crap shows at Tennessee. Yep. Every single one of them. So. If you could have one of these coaches back, who would it be? Would you rather have – let's pretend Pruitt doesn't have this stupid oh, lawsuit God. going on. Would you want Pruitt as a defensive coordinator? Would you want Dooley as an offensive coordinator? Would you want Butch as your team motivational
1: speaker? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like oh, – jeez, I don't know. I mean, definitely Pruitt as offensive coordinator – or defensive coordinator. He was not a good head coach. I think he's he, he would be a really good defensive coordinator – yeah. Dooley, I mean, I don't know.
0: He did I mean, put up points with his yeah, with, with his offenses. Oh, well, even, yes, so. even here even yeah, here as a head coach, he d- put up yeah. some points. Like with Derek That's Rogers true, yeah. and Hunter, yeah. I mean he put up some points. Our defense yeah. just got gashed <laughs> so bad. That was probably the worst Tennessee defense I think I've ever seen. Like
1: it was they were awful. <laughs> Could you imagine that coaching staff though? With <laughs> sitting in that conference room with Dooley, Butch and prove it, just like sitting there yelling at each other.
0: I tell you what, if Kiffin's ever if Kiffin takes that job to LSU, he I bet he will hire and just to try and because you know Knoxville goes to Death Valley, I bet he'll try and do that. The rest of his career isn't to be a head coach, just to continue to make Tennessee fans miserable. Yeah. He was eating it up on the sideline Saturday. You could tell. oh, he loved it. He loved every single bit of it. And honestly, I think deep down, I do think he likes Tennessee. But I don't think he can show that, you know, to the no, media yeah. or to his team or players. But deep yeah, down, I think he likes it. Didn't. No, no, he'd get too much crap about it. So. Yeah. But man, um, ton of recruits loved it. Audiences loved it. W- really, some cool pictures. I-, I gotta say, you know, watching it on the TV, that was probably the coolest Tennessee experience I think I've seen on the TV. And I can't imagine that the- all the people there, including you, that got to see that. That had to be your favorite game to go to it definitely was my yeah. favorite game to watch like the light show and everything it was it was it was beautiful really yeah. <laughs> it, it was really cool to see and it was really cool to see all the fans there so that's the memory I want the media to talk about that's the yep. memory that vol vol nation and recruits should remember and I kind of addressed that in his press conference that following Monday so mm-hmm. that's uh that man it's, it's awesome so speaking of Pruitt um Rick Barnes was taking shots back at him so Rick Barnes man he, he don't he doesn't hold any punches so uh, <laughs> I, that was really cool to see and I, I bring up Rick Barnes because we got some basketball news so I'll let you
1: take the floor chase. Yeah, basketball rankings we got about two about two to two and a half weeks I think November 9th is our first game for men's basketball came out with the rankings a couple of days ago Tennessee came in at number 18. Um, which was fourth in the SEC, you got Kentucky at number 10, you got Alabama at number 14, Arkansas at 16, and then Tennessee at 18. At number 22, you got Auburn. So uh, five teams in the top 25 from the SEC. Uh, Gonzaga was kind of the runaway number one team, UCLA, Kansas, Villanova, Texas. Um, We actually play Villanova this year. We play Texas this year. We play of course, we play Kentucky twice, we play Alabama, we play Arkansas, we play Auburn. Um, we have a lot of tough games this year. We could potentially play North Carolina as well, who's uh, ranked number 19. So, And of course, we play Memphis, who's number 12. we got to play old Penny over in God, Nashville. So, that dude. I thought that dude was crazy. Yeah, he's insane. But yeah. we'll get our fists ready and we'll be ready to fight.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to see our team, man. I'm excited to see Chandler at point guard. Um we've everybody's it's gonna be a fun some, one. It is, man, and I know a lot of people have seen, you know, the videos on you know, on Twitter, like during practice and scrimmages and stuff and he's looking pretty damn fast. <laughs> he's looking very fast, very <laughs> quick, very agile and I'm excited to see him perform on the court and everything. So any uh so Gonzaga's number one again. I guess they had that number one seven foot recruit there, right? Yeah, so. they got
1: Chet Holmgren. Um, yeah, he Holmgren. was the number one recruit for last year. Dude's an absolute stud. Um, and then they got they had one guy that come back uh, from the draft rather than go pro, Drew Timmy, who's also like six ten. So they're they're gonna be big and then they're gonna be good, of course, still. So yeah. um but yeah. I mean, I think that we have a lot more depth than we had last year. We have a, you know, quite a few players that are going to be, you know, in the, kind of in a toss-up for the starting starting five. Um, I'm interested to kind of see how they go with that. Whether they'll go with you know experience or they'll throw in you know the two five stars that we had coming in with uh, Kennedy Chandler and Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Um, interested to see if both of them start. I think Kennedy Chandler definitely will start. I yeah. uh, don't know about Hatfield yet, but um, he's a big dude, 6'10", 246 pounds. So um, I think he could definitely make an instant impact, and I hope he does. If he does, I think we're going to be pretty good with, you know, of course, we got uh, uh, Fulkerson back, and then um, Victor Bailey Jr.'s back, of course, and then you got Josiah Jordan-James is still here, Olivier Kamwa. Uh, We got Justin Powell, the uh, transfer from Auburn. He was a a great scorer. Um, I think he may end up being a starting shooting guard. So, you know, we got all kinds of options. Of course, we still have uh, Santiago Vescovi, you know, a whole bunch of guys. So, really interested to see how that starting lineup looks on November the 9th, um, even though it's not necessarily set in stone at that point.
0: Yeah, and shout out to Rick Barnes for having such a debt with five star elite recruits, you know, yeah. I keep waiting for the day where Tennessee football will have will be able to say the same thing, but man, that that's that's awesome. So it's really cool to see him put us on the map with basketball and continue to thrive and it's so weird. Like everybody loved Bruce Pearl and everything, but I'm so happy with Barnes right now. Like I don't even mm-hmm. think about Bruce Pearl and uh it's really cool to see that. So I can't believe yep. Auburn's ranked. I think I saw they had a really good recruit, but. Uh, yeah,
1: they uh, took one from us, Jabari, Jabari, uh, oh, what was his last name? Jabari, uh, His name is Jabari something. Um, I just can't remember his last name. But, yeah, he was like a top ten recruit. He was be- picking between us and uh, and uh, um, Auburn, and he ended up picking them, unfortunately. Golly, man, we would have had three five-stars everybody thought he was going to come to us too and then he just what's his name was Jabari Smith Jabari Smith
0: (laughs) you couldn't remember the most common last name name. (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, you did look a little disappointed when you found it out Smith (laughs) but Man, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Well, it sucks to be him because he's a loser now and goes to Auburn War Eagle Tigers or whatever the hell they are. Yep. So, But um, any other good matchups we got on this weekend? I know there's like a horrible SEC game in football, uh, South Carolina. You told me South Carolina plays Missouri. Is that right?
1: No, it's, I think that's a couple more weeks. I thought that's it was more next okay. week. That um, is going to be awful.
0: That is going to be the yeah. worst game.
1: This week we there's not really any that great games. Let's see we got uh, It's like the it's like the week before rivalry week and everyone just yeah, plays. Yeah, got Oklahoma plays at Kansas at noon on ESPN, Illinois. Upside plays alert, Penn State. Uh I don't think that there's a single ranked versus ranked matchup this week. Uh, LSU plays at Ole Miss, that'd be a pretty interesting one. Yeah, oh, I here's mean, a pretty that's good hard. one. Clemson plays at Pittsburgh. That'd be a pretty good one. Oh, man. I
0: hope Pitt runs all over them. I I hope so, too. I'm actually. So now that we've lost to Pitt by a close score, I'm pretty glad that they are getting some recognition and they're ranked and they have like one of the best offenses in the nation. You know, it makes our loss, I'm not trying to take a moral victory away or anything, but you know, it's not like we lost to like a crap school. You know, Pitt's, Pitt's pretty dang legit this year without a quarterback.
1: He's good. And for some reason, somehow they lost to Western Michigan. They're 5-1 this year, and they lost to Western Michigan. Like, what yeah. the heck? They beat Virginia Tech last week, 28-7. Beat Georgia Tech by 25. They beat That's UMass, they of course, by 50. So, I don't know. Yes. We'll see they what play they're the all game, about man. here. I guess they got Clemson, I guess. I think we could beat Clemson, honestly. <laughs> Dude, their offense is They awful. can't score more than, like, 10 points.
0: Their offense is terrible. Um, yeah. Uh, what they'd probably play lights out when they play us, though. Oh yeah, for sure. Golly, I can't stand Clemson. I'm so glad they're struggling this year. They took so <laughs>
1: many good recruits from Tennessee. Like I'm so mad at them. <laughs> DJ Uyunglele, their Clemson quarterback, only has four touchdowns and three interceptions this year. Kenny Shoot. Pickett, he, has, he thrown for 974 yards. Kenny Pickett is 143 for 205 for 1934 yards and 21 touchdowns and an interception. Yeah, he's. uh, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna throw it all over the field. I don't know why Kenny Pickett's not like in the Heisman, like race. Because the media loves Matt Corral. That's all they talked about. I know you were at. I think he's number one,
0: dude. He was Saturday night. All the (laughs) announcers, all they talked about was, "Oh, what a magician!" I'm not kidding you, man. He threw a ball on the ground. And they were talking about what an amazing play he was. What a magician. He avoided the sack. I was like, he threw the damn ball on the ground. And then you had, you know, Jordan Rodgers on there. Oh, he switched it. He switched it to his left hand and threw it on the ground. I was like, yeah, that's real freaking impressive. Like, I don't know, man. Um, oh, just, every night he was trying everything he could to avoid a sack. And, uh, I mean, we even got a safety on him. People aren't talking about that. Like, <laughs> our line stepped up, dude. We got a safety on freaking a Heisman contender. So
1: that's uh,
0: ugh. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. But we I, threw
1: a but we threw a mustard bottle on the on the field. I just hope everybody's okay for that mustard bottle, man. Yeah. Empty. Everybody's <laughs> thinking like that guy like brought it in. I'm assuming that he probably went to the concession stand and stole it. Yeah. Like well, why would, I don't think you can get in the game with a mustard bottle.
0: I'm telling you right now, any opportunity for the media to make fun of Tennessee and Tennessee fans and program, they're going to take. So, of course, they're going to say, who brings a mustard bottle? You know, referring to an individual. And really, oh, maybe they have concessions that have mustard bottles. Maybe someone just (laughs) took it when they were drunk off their ass and threw it out in the field when they were pissed off. You know, (laughs) maybe that's more realistic. But, no, let's talk about dumb Tennessee fans. Ugh. Gets on my nerves, man. But yeah, I, uh... <laughs> I gotta ask, how was... how Was it crazy? Like, when they were throwing shit?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was coming from quite... <laughs> from everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it really started over in that student section area, but then, I mean, it just kind of started going from just about everywhere. Shocker. It wasn't most... a lot that was in my section. I was sitting, like, um... Beside on the bottom level, beside like where Ole Miss sits in Section B, yeah, and uh, I was almost under the underhang, so I wasn't really getting hit by very much, if any.
0: There's a lot of people saying that Ole Miss started it because they were mad that they got a first down and they didn't mark him yeah. right away. But who I heard knows? that, but
1: I, I mean, you never know what's true and what's not. Yeah,
0: the the fact of the matter is, it looked bad and. The media is having a ball with it. Oh my Field gosh! Day. Oh my gosh, man, it's just so ridiculous. Because you I put, can imagine
1: what, what they're going to talk about Saturday is about what happened.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That's I think that's why they have it on ESPN so they can talk about which, how. Which I bet you though. I
1: know I know Greg McElroy is calling the game, and I actually really like Greg McElroy, um, the only Alabama player probably I ever actually like, just because I think he's pretty good. Yeah, he kind of reminds. He's, he's a really good analyst, and I know that. They're just going to make him talk about what happened Saturday, and I'm just going to get over it.
0: Yeah, dude, they're all going to be talking about it probably
1: for the first half.
0: And then the yeah. second half, they're going to talk about how great Alabama is because they're going to be yeah. up
1: by like 50. But We're going to get a bad call thrown against us, and they'll be like, oh, well, I wonder if any Tennessee fans are going to throw something on the field. <laughs> Who all brought mustard bottles? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be that'll be one of the first things they say, and then it'll be throughout the whole entire game, and then –
0: yeah, uh, it's just gonna be annoying, dude. On so on TV, they like took a break to the SEC network, like where Dari and all them were, and yeah, they all had like a five minute rant about how awful it was. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, like, can't, yeah. like this is not. I I think they should have talked about the reason why they did. I'm not saying it was right by any means. Like it's wrong to throw stuff when you're mad. That's what toddlers do, but i guess drunk college people are kind of like toddlers they can't walk and they throw up but anyway they all just went on this rant about just the actual stuff being thrown and i get it but at the same time you got to talk about why they're doing it and you're you're an absolute moron if you think they threw stuff on there because of one play where they marked them down short. Like, that is not the yeah. reason. We get bad calls. We're Tennessee, okay? We get calls thrown against us every freaking game, probably. And we've been in the pit of misery for, what, 20 years? <laughs> so, yeah. It's not because of one play. It was all kinds of stuff. So, Kiffin eating it up, the old players flopping on the field, and then running back out there like a minute later. So, how, how frustrating was that when you were there? Like, was everybody just so yeah, mad every it injury. was so
1: obvious yeah i mean everybody booed you know of course and, i mean it, it kind of sucks because i you know not all of them are faking i mean it could have been but you know probably not all of them were faking and i mean some people you know up running 100 plays you probably cramp at some point but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just for the most part it's obvious whenever you know you're trying to you know try to get calls in and then you know we don't sub and they're wanting to go faster and you just see people fall over obviously it's faked.
0: Yeah, it's like the boy who cried Wolf.
1: Like yeah.
0: you know, you get frustrated, frustrated, but there might be a legitimate injury and then everyone's gonna boo you. So Yep. Oh, the land sharks. Did you see the land shark mascot running out there?
1: I didn't. <laughs> I'm sure it was great though.
0: How in the world are they the land sharks? Oh man. You can't make it up. But I will say this, Peyton's better than Ole Miss and so is Tennessee. I can't <laughs> I, I can't stand Ole Miss. I always think they're like a secondary, you know, program. Like their stadium holds like fifty thousand people or something. Like it's it's tiny. I did meet
1: quite a few Ole Miss people and they were actually really nice and I mean they were they were saying the tailgate scene looked awesome. They were That's cool. They were excited for the game and um you know, I mean it's kinda hard to beat that day, I mean, it was perfect weather, perfect everything, you know, the hype for the game was all good, and, you know, talked to quite a few of them, and, you know, I'd really like to go to an Ole Miss game, I mean, obviously, I'd like to go to just about every stadium in the SEC, but Mm. um, they were talking about how good their tailgating scene there is at the Grove, Yeah, um, which you hear about quite a bit, so...
0: Yeah, and I wish there was more of that. Honestly,
1: like like at yeah. the
0: end of the day, guys, I don't mean to sound like a freaking dad, but it's just a game. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I think interacting with other fans and going to other venues and tailgating and having fun, to me, that's more fun than you know winning. I, I that's just me, but I I think the build up to it, the season, you know, eating tailgating food, some wings, and like you said, meeting those cool Ole Miss people, you know that. that mm-hmm. That's what I think it's really about. So yeah. it, it's it's cool to see that. But yeah, yeah, we need to go to the grove. Um I don't know where Oxford is on a map really. Uh I don't even know I don't even know the biggest city in Mississippi. Is it Is it uh, where your buddy lives? Uh what's
1: it called? No, not Hattiesburg.
0: Hattiesburg. It might be, dude. I don't think there's any other you big I think so. Uh, maybe yeah, Tupelo. Maybe Starkville. I think look it up, dude. I don't Mississippi, Mississippi is like nothing. Yeah, look up biggest city in Mississippi, because I have no idea. I could probably name two cities either. Jackson. Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, and that the capital. Yeah. That makes that makes sense.
1: By quite a bit.
0: But that's probably it. Like that's probably the only city that holds like over thirty people in it. I mean, I, I can't yeah, it's imagine. It's one hundred
1: fifty-four thousand, and then the next one is Gulfport at seventy-one thousand. Shoot, that's so probably it's it double too. the double the size of the next biggest. Jesus, man! No wonder they. Hattiesburg like what. is number five. Oh yeah, you got Biloxi. There's Tupelo. Oxford is number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine.
0: Twenty eight thousand. That's probably. They probably have like what three electoral votes? Like,
1: there's nobody in Mississippi. <laughs> nobody. Starkville's number thirteen at twenty-five thousand. Starkville. See, I bet you all didn't know you were going to get a geography lesson while you're here, too. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about
0: all the cities in Mississippi. Call this the damn Mississippi podcast.
1: But yeah, I, I I would think it'd be called cool
0: a. You know, I'm a. I like to eat not going to lie. I'm not uh, going to okay. sugarcoat it. I like to eat. So I would love to go to like a small college town, eat at like a hole-in-the-wall place, and mm-hmm. just dine out. Kind of like how we have Gus's. Oh, man. I love me some Gus's. But, you know, stuff like that. And I heard Auburn is really cool. Um, I heard they have like a really good college town and some really good eats there. So if uh, if we ever go to Auburn, we need to try that place out. I'm actually, funny story. My cousin actually goes went to Auburn, and uh, mm. she said it was awesome. So we can – trying and get good restaurants and stuff from her. Um, yep. You're trying, so you want to go to every stadium?
1: Yeah, I think it would be fun, except for Missouri and Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't
0: know. Vanderbilt at least is Nashville. <laughs> you can just oh, leave. Yeah. My
1: brother lives there, so I get to go there whenever. <laughs>
0: uh, well, not all, not all of us are that fortunate, Chase. <laughs> Nashville's a nice place.
1: It is. I like Nashville quite a bit. Yeah, I'd like to go. You know, I've been to really just I've been to Kentucky I'm actually going back this year for the game and that's I think that's the only other stadium I've been to in the you know I've, I've
0: been to a lot of stadiums because I traveled a lot growing up um, but I, kn- I haven't really been to a lot of games um, yeah the Florida State Stadium in Tallahassee is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. My dad went there, and so we stopped by, and it was it was gorgeous. It, like the brick on the outside is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, whenever they redo Neyland, I wanna I want it to kind of look like that on the outside <laughs> on the brick. It was it was awesome. And uh, I went to USC, uh, not USC Junior, like the real USC in Southern Cal, <laughs> and uh, they had a beautiful, probably the most beautiful campus I th- I think I've seen. Uh, yeah not gonna be biased it was gorgeous dude there were beaches there were palm trees uh you know women made of plastic you name it it was (laughs) it was a really it was a really nice stadium i'm not gonna lie i can see why it's a heck of a coaching job and um i could see why someone might want to leave there but maybe not do it in the middle of the night like a like a little coward but yeah it was uh it was a really cool stadium so but um oh how are the braves doing Uh what's the score oh we're losing playing?
1: four to two, four right two? Yeah. what inning is it uh, uh what is it like the fourth maybe oh there's plenty of time Yep, to come bottom back. of the fourth uh we're down four to two up on the series three to one one more game we win uh, go to the world series incredible is this the is this the year they win at all you think I honestly I mean what what they had had quite a few guys that got hurt so honestly I didn't expect them to make it this far really but they're they're hot right now so you know anything's possible how are teams in the other division do you think they're better you got the Red Sox and the the Astros looks like the Astros are gonna pull it out there let's see yeah Astros are up three to two in the series so one more win and then they go to the World Series as well that's
0: awesome. Yeah, I'm not a big baseball guy, but I just cheer for the Braves cuz I feel like everybody else does around here. So <laughs> everybody in Tennessee cheers for the Braves. For the most so, part, yeah. They have a heck of a stadium, man. It's beautiful, that new one. Oh, uh, yeah. It's awesome. It is. Yeah, my son's getting really big into baseball and I really want to take him to a game when he's old enough to sit still for more than 10 seconds. So <laughs> We'll definitely have to check that out. Well, man, this has been a random <laughs> Random topic post episode. Do you have anything else you wanted to add or anything before we head out of here? Nope, oh, I'm all good. Alrighty, well, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Rocky Top Times. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, Rocky Top Times 98, and also our Facebook group, Rocky Top Times. That's gonna do it, guys. Hopefully, uh, we shock the world against Bama. Not really, but seriously. Yeah. Alrighty, Well, give us a holler, guys. As always, go Vols. Go Vols.